Don't ever fucking forget it. We got 38 minutes. 38 minutes of gas. All right, so this is no funny business. I know there's pillows and we're on a casting couch, but mm. all right. Uh, this is fourth stringers here with uh, the man behind Leg Locker again, coming fresh from uh, what, San Diego. That's right. All right, how you feeling, dude? Tired, man. It's a yeah, good day today. Too. Yeah, we were busy, huh? Yeah. Got some drinks. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the cold. Yeah, definitely not not used to it, man. I'm not. But you know what? Like, here's the thing. Oh, let me go grab that one. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> I would I would definitely consider moving here if if it weren't weren't so cold. Cause that's the thing about like New York, the the people. I like the the culture. You know, it's so mixed, and there's always something going on. The cold makes the people though. Yeah. Like I personally, I think like the cold is what gives us that fucking. Ugh. Like, I don't know, we're always hardcore, like, tough. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if you're going to do something, and it's cold on top of that, you're probably really going to do it. You're probably really dedicated. So, like, you know, we travel, like, you're already halfway there. You're out here walking around in flip-flops, 20-degree weather. Like, you know, like, you get it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would blend right in. Probably, man. Well, you know what, here's the thing, man, too, uh, about cold places. When, when it's cold, you're inside. And like normally you guys are always, you're always training. Yeah. Think about Cali, it's beautiful outside. So you're like, man, I could go train oh. or I could go have mimosas on the beach. But you know, um, one from my travels, the people that I've met, one of the better jujitsu styles that I've seen is from Finland. Really? Yeah, dog, Finland. Um, they got like, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, Elu, um, Elvira. Oh, yeah, yeah, she competed at ABCC, too, yeah, she right? Yeah, she's badass, dude. She's from Finland. They have a lot of... They're doing a lot of cool stuff with leg locks. A lot yeah. of cool stuff with leg locks. So I, I feel like the next big revolution, as far as, like, the evolution of jiu-jitsu goes, as far as for no, he's going to be from Finland. Really? That's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, but I'm saying... I, honestly, I think everything's going to happen, either East Coast or West Coast. And I think either that or... It's going to happen from one of those really high-level wrestling countries like Iran or something like that. Mm. I think that's where the next evolution of jiu-jitsu, not leg locks, but like jiu-jitsu in general. Because those guys know how to work hard. Those guys have like a different kind of work ethic and that's what put them at the top of wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I think that same work ethic is going to translate into um, jiu-jitsu as soon as they get interested in it. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Catch style. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I. I mean, like, only time will tell. But like, yeah, I think I. I don't know. Um, you know that that's. I, I think one of the reasons why on the East Coast you see a lot more successful grappling is I feel that the attitude towards grappling here it's more like, it's do or die. Whereas on the West Coast, it's like, oh, well, I could do this, I could do that. It's do or do this. Yeah, it's do or do this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's always other avenues where, like, here, it's like, people sleeping on the mats, you know, people going out of their way to drive, like, fucking three hours one way just to go train. No one does that in California. Dude, for example, uh, Tenth Plant. Tenth Plant San Diego, Tenth Plant Oceanside. 45 minutes apart. Uh-huh. I never go there. Huh? And, and there's great roles. I mean, Gio's there. Um, who else is there? Um bunch of guys from from yeah. are, are there. But do you see other people doing that? What do you mean? Like traveling to Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird. I I feel like everybody on the West Coast is very kind of like everybody does their own thing. 
Not to say that really? it's, it's it's not a you can go train with someone, but it's like I'm trying to find the best way to describe it. Um, it's like almost to where like it's like pulling teeth. It's like they'll do it, but it's like with like a force mom, like, yeah, yeah, you can come train here. But like here, it's like really? everybody can go train. Everyone's so open, and I think that's one of the reasons why East Coast is growing and developing a lot more because people are much more open minded to cross training. Um, you know, some people. You know, are for or not, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, I, not, not to say that East Coast is better than West Coast. I just feel that the East Coast approach is like. You know, so I think your perspective is from a visitor's perspective, right? Because me, as somebody who trains out here, there isn't much team mixing. Just the thing is, Henzo is such a huge network, mm -hmm. and we have so many Henzo like black belts and affiliates that it almost seems like oh, like everyone's cool. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not training with people from Marcelo's. I'm not training with people from Gracie Baja, really. Mm -hmm. I'm not training with all my training has come from Henzo affiliates. But would you want training with like Marcelo's guys and like all those other ones? Would you want to? Me personally, yeah, I would love to. But like, I've gotten pushback from like people who are above me and who would be like, "Why are you training with them?" Uh, like, cause like we're so like it comes back to innovating and and like being on the cutting edge of technique and stuff. Like, we're not buying like. Well, I, I do specifically no gi. Mm -hmm. So we're not going out there and like buying DVDs and being like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're pretty much just coming up with our own technique every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Every day there's like some sort of new technique, new grip that we're coming up with that we're like playing around with. And it's not like I'm getting it from the internet. There's nothing really that like, I mean, ADCC, sure. Wrestling, sure. Like. Uh, maybe like that Guile's entrance, sure, but like at the end of the day, we've already been doing all that shit for mm -hmm. the longest time. Like if you go back on Rao's Instagram, he has months ago that entrance, mm -hmm. months ago. Uh, like Calistine's been doing that shit for like a long ass time. Right. So, like that, oh, man. I had an interview with Krishna, and he called it a technical arms race. Is mm -hmm. what we're in right now. Like, it's who can innovate the best, right. and who can, yeah, who's the most creative, who can innovate the best, and and what team is putting it out there and and like testing this shit? Because there's no point in just doing it in the gym. You have to go out there and have it be a competition tested technique. Well, you're just competitive by nature. So uh -huh. it's kind of like translate. But it's different. It's different. I grab the heel hook on my boys in the gym. They'll tap early, like, okay, I want to train more. I, right. You know, you, you grab a fucking heel hook on Ali, like how Giles did. Like, he has to have the mechanics to break that foot and hurt them. And he did hurt them. Gaugio and Ali are icing their knee on the side of the mat. They're, they're pulling out of their next super fights or tournaments that they had because they got hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, your breaking mechanics have to be on point. Mm -hmm. So, it's hard to work that level not in competition so like jujitsu may be competitive by nature but there's a different muscle that you work out when you compete and when you're in the gym 
It's funny, I was talking to John about that. When talking about Eddie, uh, we went out to lunch and he was like, dude, when I would train with Eddie, it was like roll to break every single time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every single time, it was just like ADCC fine. Dude, my hip is still fucked up from Eddie. Eddie, so it's like crazy. Like, Eddie was, I would say, like, one of the most important things that he did was like, he was trying to show up because like I trained with like Eddie for like a year like mm. straight just like every Monday and Wednesday I would always be uh, with him in Brooklyn it was me Cal Stein Ralph and like a bunch of other people over there and um, his submissions were submissions to break like you're screen tapping when you're rolling with him like you're not just it and like yeah, I've, I've gotten popped a bunch of times by him and it, my hip is still fucked up like he would come up with like new weird submissions and I'm like a fresh purple belt just getting murked by this guy and like hip locks, like yeah. doing hip locks before like... Did he ever say why? Why he would roll so hard? Was it like a... Well, it's in the name of jujitsu, like in the name of like to see if these techniques right, work. Right, but, but you don't break your teammates. But it, it's not... Okay, like... There's... You're, again, this is a perspective of somebody, like, I feel like, are you competing, like, a pro? Like, do you consider yourself a pro? You're asking me? Yeah. No. Okay. So, I feel like it was a pro class. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in there, you're a pro. So, again, when I roll with my boys in my gym, they're tapping early. Mm-hmm. In a pro class... It's not your responsibility. Like, sure, they're your boys and stuff, but, like, at some point, it's like, we're rolling to break because we're pros. Like, I you, I trust that you know your own limits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I have to be able to put you in a position where I'll give you enough time to tap and stuff, but I'm also kind of ripping these submissions. But is it, like, a psychological thing? Like, if... I know that I can break you. I'll feel much more confident going into competition because I've done it so many times. Well, because you know it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It, it comes at a cost. And, too. like, you see, like, Eddie, I feel like he wasn't even allowed at a lot of gyms because he was just going to tear and break a bunch of black belts. Like, you, you, you hear horror stories of people training with him, like, oh, he popped this, he did this, like, especially when he was coming out with that new hip lock shit, like, uh, he was, yeah, he was putting people in Z locks and, well, we were just calling it hip locks, like, he was just putting people in hip locks and they didn't even know what the fuck was going on getting their labels, like, get, I mean, getting their, getting their hips torn out of place and, like, not even knowing, not even knowing, not dude, even my, knowing. my hip still hurts from that shit, like, ever since that happened to me, like, it's like, it's still fucked, but it taught me something. Like, it taught me, like, okay, this is a, a real move and shit mm-hmm. like that. But, like, that's kind of crazy to think about. Like, yeah, yeah. he would, he brought a different kind of intensity to the room. It's a real bummer that he uh, hasn't competed in a while. Well, I mean, he, yeah. He, 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 he uh, so I had two big inspirations when I first started. It was uh, Riley Bonicom. Because mm-hmm. when I first started, I was doing Taekwondo, so I only had YouTube. So I would watch Riley Bodycomb, like, eight, nine-year-old videos that he had uh, on there. Yeah. And I would literally just copy it. And then it was Eddie. Once Eddie hit the scene, and I mean, like, it's been around forever, but the way that he was doing it so consistently, just going after him, like, fuck, I want to do that. 
And then you saw Eddie actually talked about that in Polaris. Like I, I watched him versus Riley again mm-hmm. the other day. Like I would just rip gifts from that mm-hmm. and just like rewatch over and over his entry, kind of running that whole match. And Riley was like that, like uh, leg locker guy before right. Eddie really came onto the scene. Eddie was saying how Riley was his inspiration, and this would be like no the ultimate test for him. Yeah. Didn't he hit the same? It was the same entry. Yes. Every single yes, time. Yes. Yes. And he knew, like, he had the confidence because he probably broke a bunch of people in training with it. Yeah. Like, so, like, it's interesting, like, oh, God, it's such, like, a cliche saying, like, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm. You know, like, he, that was his giant that he stood on the shoulder of him and he, like, murked him, dude. Like, he Bad. literally murked him. So, like, I mean... He, uh, yeah, he, he said in like the Polaris interview, like, yo, that was my inspiration for like, no way, that's, that's yeah, cool. and, then, and then he fucking broke him. Like, that's crazy. You're, I mean, I would love to see him compete again. He's part of a great team. And then it's kind of crazy seeing how, like, in the same way the Mendez brothers changed the face of no gi jiu jitsu. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God they didn't get into leg locks because we would have all been fucked. <laughs> Seriously, we would have. Yeah. Everyone would have been fucked if they had an interest in leg locks. But they changed the whole plane of like no gi jiu jitsu. I think Eddie Cummings did the same thing because you see how he affected. Now look at Paolo's going like the Meows are going free heels. Mm-hmm. The like. Those guys are savvy to the legs now. See that fucking like side knee bar that one of the, the Romo twins hit. Oh, Rotolo, Rotolo, yeah. Rotolo twins, sorry. And then, oh my god, you see like the fucking dude. Oh my god, I actually have some out. insight to that. So oh, yeah, like, yeah. I was there. I was, I was at ADCC. Yeah, the I was I was in the back, dude. Meow got hurt from that. He got he got seriously hurt from that. But like, yeah. It's his meant like the human body's fucking amazing. Cause like so he's in the back with like Marillo and shit and they're just icing his knee and I'm just looking at him like, how the fuck did he survive that? And then he makes a post about like oh, he's such a weeb. Like he loves Naruto too. So uh-huh. he was like he was like never giving up is my ninja way. And that's something hey, man, whatever it takes. And bro. that's something that Naruto says all the time. He's like, I'll never give up. Yeah. No matter what, I'll never give up. So imagine just like Look, being able to like disconnect yourself mentally from the pain and stuff and like yo like I'm gonna win I'm not gonna tap to this bullshit like so I met him for the first time um, at this uh, kinetic event it was put on by CBD you and me red boy was it, it was basically this it was the the first well aside from like high rollers yeah it was like this giant weed tournament yo fun fact I was red boy's first sponsored athlete no way because I met him, I, I used to work at Super Rare, uh-huh. and I met the guy behind Red Bowie, his name's Bill Bowie or whatever, and... Um, oh, cool. I was just... I thought I was inspired by David Bowie. I, I don't I know, know, but... I, whatever. I, well, whatever, his name's Bill. And uh, he fucking, uh, like, I heard him, like, talking shit on the phone, and then I, like, kind of interjected. Like, it's just the way I am, like, I'm just perceptive. Like, I interjected in his conversation, and then, like, he just liked me, and then... We were talking about weed and stuff, and then he was like, "Oh, uh, I'm sponsoring this event in uh, in Cali. Do you want to be like my athlete? I'll I'll, I'll like uh, I'll I'll pay your fee and everything to to compete." And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" So I actually competed in the second high rollers that they ever. Oh, had. sweet! 
and I was his athlete. Like nice. I, I was competing under his fucking banner. The second one? Yeah. Where was where was the second one? Was it Cali? I was there. Uh, it was like in this. It was like in like a pretty like ghetto neighborhood. Yeah, it was like in in, this in like weird, a church or some shit. Yeah, it was small. It was yeah. like right in the center. There was like a dad place right in the back. There were some acai bowls in the. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all oh, really. Yeah, you know, I was, bro. I competed there. No I had way. mad pictures of me competing there. I actually, uh, I lost an overtime ride time to like this, the guy who took second place, um, because Trab ended up taking first, I think. Right. And uh, he beat this like really Brazilian kid. Well, they fucked everybody up because they were giving out free samples. Dude, I was dabbed out of my fucking mind. So, like, the whole crowd was, like, mad silent. <laughs> I was <laughs> just sitting dude, there. Dude, and my, my boys, like, so Quinn was uh, watching my story, and he was like, dude, you're so fucking funny. I'm like, why? He's like, because, like, I put out a story where I'm like, oh, about to try this dab. And then I put out, like, a story, like, 30 minutes later. That was a big mistake. And then <laughs> I was... I, I had like a couple hours before I competed, but I was right. still fucked. Dude. Towards the end, no one was clapping, no one was engaged, everyone was just, just blasted yeah. off their. Uh, and then they had this giant fucking like blunt that they were passing dude, around. Dude, that blunt, I tell stories about that blunt. I have like a video of us, because like, who were the two huge guys? Joe Schilling. No, 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 no. The, the huge black guys. It was like Big Lon. Oh, oh, the dudes oh. who actually ran the event. Right, right, right. It was right. like Lonnie. Awesome. The ones who like give fucking Wiz Khalifa all his weed. And they're all, they're always like. Who's. Man, I'm like. Well, well, one of them's Big Lon. Burner. I don't know. That, I just know one of them's Big Lon. Okay. And um, he goes on the mic. He's like, yo, all you fucking pussies, come to the competition, man. We're about to start smoking. We're about to start the event. Come on, you fucking bitches. Like, he's just talking. It's a disrespectful to all of us, but, like, I get it. Did you ever see uh, Scary Movie 3? Probably, yeah. One of the actors was there. I always forget his name. Really? Yeah, like, the main guy, the one that was, like, the, 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 the guy that was playing Eminem in Scary Movie 3. You remember that? No. That guy was there. There was, there was like, a bunch of, like, celebrities that were there. Uh, no. Dude, I, I, know, said, I know Hinato was there. Yeah, Hinato he was there. Yeah, yeah, he was... Um, he was doing the yeah he was like the MC dude they called us for the joint and I shit you not the joint is the size of my arm yeah and the fucking they had a glass filter uh huh that was like from like the my middle finger to my wrist that's how big the filter was and we would have to we had to smoke like this yeah like like it was like a fucking like a like a peace pipe or some shit and. Like, they, they had to turn it on with, like, a huge fucking blowtorch. Dude, it was so funny. And, like... No way, dude. I can't believe you there. I didn't even see Do you, you remember the dude who competed with no feet? And he got, like, two knee bars? No. Dude, like I said, we, we would just bark you. We oh, my God. so high. So, I'm in the warm-up. I'm in the warm-up uh, area, and there's this dude with no feet. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just needed someone to warm up with him. Like, yo, what's up? Like a, he's just, just this fucking tank, dude. Right. Like, stomping around. Like, he's like, dude, he had these nubs, but his <laughs> legs were so strong, dude. The so, bone probably fused and had no joint. He, yeah, and like, he was, he's so cool. Like, he's so funny, dude. 
And I was like, this is, oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? That. Holy yeah. shit. And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, this is some bullshit, dude. I can't practice my ankle locks <laughs> on you. And he's dying, bro. I'm like, this is some fucking bullshit. They should disqualify your ass. And Man. you saw him taking down everybody with inside trips because, like, it was just easy for him to, like, yeah, like, just, like, it was. Yeah, you fun. think it's a disability. You think it's a disadvantage, but it. There's like the, he finds his way to do jujitsu, and like he's fucking doing stand up with people. You think like somebody with no feet, no no pinky, no big toe, like they have no balance, dude. Mm-hmm. He's out here like a fuck, like fucking, like he's on two pogo sticks, just jumping at you. Like right. it was crazy, dude. Other than times, taking down everybody and knee barring people, like just a fucking tank, bro. He was he was cool. I, I hope I get to meet that. Good times, good yeah. times. That's crazy that you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Small world. I got I got a nice I, I still use that bag to this day. They gave us like a goodie bag with a whole bunch of weed and shit in it. Yeah. And like I had a sneak sneak bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was great. Yeah. But uh you're so like I'm I was gonna say you're lucky, but you're not lucky, but like you're so blessed to mm-hmm. like when I talked to you, like you just told me you went to Finland, like where what do you think the most interesting place leg locker has taken you? Man, that's that's. I mean, just just this year alone. This this year was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've only I've had leg lockers since twenty fifteen. Um, only been doing the apparel for about a year and something. It'll be two years in February. So this past year and, and, and some change, dude. I've done more traveling this year than I've done my whole life. Really? I mean, Arizona, Texas, uh, freaking you know, East Coast, Jersey, New York. Um, Amsterdam, uh, Ireland. Whoo! Um, it's it's been it's been a really crazy year. It's, uh, you know, a little bit more than a year, but um, uh, yeah, it's taken a lot of places. More than anything, I more than the places is the people that I've met, and um, I definitely I mean, Amsterdam was great. Oh, I got I got to go to Germany. I was in Germany for literally twenty four hours. I didn't tell you, but I didn't tell you the story. So, oh my God! Oh, you're with that weird fucking uh, I don't know his name. The Germanator. The Germanator. Oh my God! Fucking Ralph. He's the weirdest like Instagram personality that I see. He's the weirdest guy. He's ever a cool. He, 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 he seems cool. Yeah. He's yeah, a really really cool dude. Weird, super dude. super cool. Um, strong as hell. He's like 55, but he'll, yeah yeah he'll yeah. Fuck up most 20 year olds. And um, he used to be the gatekeeper for Eddie Bravo back in the day. What do you mean? Like, you know how every school has, like, that one guy, like, if you want to, like, say, you, you come into the school and you want to challenge the instructor. Yeah. You have to first be their best student before Ooh. you challenge the instructor. And back then, he was a bouncer. He was huge. He was fucking just angry as shit and just mm-hmm. fuck people up. Oh, my God. Um, but the German rage. Yeah, dude. But Rao, dude. Rao was so cool. So, um, my, my, my friend, my buddy, uh, Sile, who's a guy that runs Rubber Guard Assassins, he's like, yo... If you're gonna be in Dublin, hop on a plane. Um, Super cheap, I'd imagine. It was a little. It was like hundred bucks. Oh, okay. And he's like, come out to a Berlin, and then we'll do an open mat here, and we'll hang out. Some situations happened where I was gonna be there for a couple of days, but I can only be there for one day now. Oh shit! Um, because we, I, I had already purchased everything for for Ireland, and if you try to make a change on an international flight, they charge like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so I was like, hey, look, dude, I'm sorry, but I can only be there for a day. We made that day work. We didn't sleep for 24 hours. We went out, we trained, and it was so cool, man. For sure, Berlin is one of the coolest places I've, I've seen. Probably some of the most beautiful people. 
uh, the women are gorgeous. It's it's um it's very diverse. It's very it's very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was nice, man. I, that, that's probably it. Like you did like Berlin on roids because it's like you just yeah. you you had to stay up and like experience Dude, everything it was nonstop. Like I drank like twenty hoppies in like a period. Oh, shit. I was just like caffe- just caffeinated, cracked out of my mind. And then <laughs> we're in Dublin, and then I got to bounce around the fucking world before I'm in San Diego. I flew for like over twenty four hours. Holy shit! But I was happy as hell. I bet, man. yeah, man, it's worth it. I, that's yo dude like that's what I'm trying to do like that it, it seems like so much fun like especially you're you're going to these different places with such like-minded people who just want to show you a good time because you share their interests like man jujitsu as cliche as it sounds changed my life of course and it's it's if I'm, you let it it'll change your life yeah, yeah. if you fight it if you like if you don't embrace it like it's true like I feel like it's true culture mm-hmm. like if you don't do that, it's not going to change your life. But if you let it, like, I don't know, I'm letting it take over. Yeah. Like, I'm letting it, like, yeah, literally, like, it's killing, like, it's killing me. Dude. I mean, jujitsu. Good way though. Jujitsu and jujitsu, whatever. Like the Japanese, and I mean, it's been around for a long time, judo, whatever. But as far as like American jujitsu goes, it's only been here since like the '90s, so it's been like less than thirty years. Less than, less than 30 years, and it's fucking huge. Like, where's it going to be another 30? Oh, so American Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. Do you classify them all as different? Keenan's actually having, like, a huge debate about that, where it's like... Yes. He thinks that the Jiu-Jitsu that he's inventing nowadays should be classified as American Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. And the, re- and the easiest way you can find that out is because whenever you do something and the Brazilians go... Fuck that and they hate it. They throw shoes at you. That's American Jiu Jitsu. (laughs) When you piss off the Brazilians, American Jiu Jitsu. So here's the counterpoint to that is um what's his name? Uh who's the guy that got mad at Gordon and he's like a big time fuck dude. Uh he has his own podcast. A lot of people. He's he's mad at Gordon and he was in ADCC like his own podcast? He he was like Robert Drysdale. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, that is so he uh, he was saying that he thinks there is no such thing as American Jiu-Jitsu because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is more about the culture that happens on the mat and not just the technique. So, like, as opposed to, like, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu is more along the lines of, like, okay, we bow to our sensei, we, we like, uh, it's very respectful, like, people aren't dicking around on the mats, whereas Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is more of, like, a surfer culture on the mat. Because Brazilians are like really laid back and cool mm. and chill and like it's the acai, it's like chilling mm. with your boys on the mat, it's bullshitting, and it's like that's what he's considering Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But Keenan's point is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, sure, it started like it 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 you know, like the fundamental moves like was Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but now it's evolved into something modern where Americans are creating their own techniques. So Lachlan's techniques, he's saying that's Australian jiu-jitsu. That's like something that they created. Like, right on. So like he's saying like his worm guard, uh-huh. his squid guard, all that shit is American jiu-jitsu because it's American made. Can, yeah. Well, look at Eddie. What Eddie has done. What, Cummings, yeah. Regardless or, of, Cummings or Bravo? Bravo. Mm-hmm. Regardless of, of what you think and feel about him, mm-hmm. the rubber guard and the 10th planet system, all no gi, that's American. He created, he systemized the... Henzo's, the leg locks. American. Yeah. That's American Jiu-Jitsu. And it's not to say like, oh, it's better. It's just like... It's just different. It just happened here. 
Yeah. It didn't happen in Brazil. Oh, I see what team you're on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's because if you're gonna say BJJ, okay, that's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. We all know what that is. Mm-hmm. But then you take that and oh, I was just regular Jiu Jitsu. It's also Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. No, it's not. It's American Jiu Jitsu. I agree. I think so too. I think I think so too to a certain degree. Like in in the end, to me, it's like kind of like semantics. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, right, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care. Like it it doesn't matter to me personally, but. I could see how somebody who systemized something and like w- like wants it to be like an American thing, like yo, I did this like kind of under the banner of America, like you know, like the Imanari. What would you what would you call that? Like Imanari style leg locks. Would you say that's Japanese? Was was that more like like luta libre? Like I don't know. I don't know what I would classify that because like if he's the one who made it first, if he's the one who did it first, then call it Japanese. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter what you call it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking poach all of it. I'm gonna take all of it. I'll, I'll credit you, sure. That's but what like, Christian was saying. Yeah, he calls that technique poaching. Yeah, a poach. Yeah. yeah, well, that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you know, it's only. I feel like it's only really fucked if you don't give the person credit. If you don't give them credit. Oh, 100 Yeah. So like, I train with so many high level people, and uh, they, <laughs> like they, the bagel dude. <laughs> the bagel dude. Did, did you see that? Dude, that shit. Bro, I saw that. I'm like, I saw that. I was like, am I dreaming? Like, am I, what am the I, fuck is going dude, on? Dude, he's a legend, bro. <laughs> All right? Oh, That's so funny that you... Dude, you know, like, how, like, on a business page, it'll tell you, like... Because uh, I, I have, like, an athlete page that so tells you how many people, like, visit your... Right. Your thing or whatever. Dude, my shit is, like, usually, like, hovering over, like, 800, something like that. Like... I have like 10,000 views on my page because the bagel fucking guy. That's amazing. Training with Al, with, yeah. with Weidman there and shit like that. Like, oh my God, dude. That was some Twilight Zone shit. When I look, I'm like, there's fucking Chris Weidman. Uh-huh. There's fucking Iaquinta. And then there's you. And then there's a bagel guy. And dude, what? Like, it's like, it's like, you know how like uh, they'll say like, there's internet personalities and then like how they are in real life. Yeah. Bagel guy was a great example of that. Like <laughs> he's like, like he seems a certain way on the internet, but in person you kind of just like feel bad for him and see how he could have gotten to that point. Like you're like, okay, here's this really comically <laughs> tiny guy who's probably been picked on his whole entire life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it has to fuck with you. And it fucks with you. And then like, you know, you, you give him a chance, like, you know, you kind of, like, you don't pick on him, you just, like, just accept him for who he is, and he's not a bad guy, dude. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did you roll with him? No, dude. We just saw him hit pads. Oh, man. I was gonna I, ask. Dude, rolling with him, you, you saw that the description, the like, they meme him, it's, like, your first day of jiu-jitsu, and it's, like, he wouldn't get off of me. <laughs> he's giving the interview about the guy, oh, like, man. fucking him up. Is he still training? What is he up to? No, dude, he came in as a media stunt for one day. Oh, uh, Like, we told him, we're like, yo, we're more than willing to help you out, man. Right. he's got to do that celebrity boxing shit or whatever. Killed. He, he's probably going to be killed. Yeah. Who's going to fight? Who the uh, fuck's going to... He's fighting, like, some old uh, baseball guy who's, like, way past his time. Is, is there any other small person that he could fight that would be, like, hilarious to watch? Who's that guy that played those? Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. I'd like to see that fight. <laughs> That'd be a good one because that guy's pretty tiny. But I don't see. You ever seen the, that that fucking Muay Thai video of the two like little people fighting? Yeah. 
Maybe one of those guys. Those guys would fuck him up. Though, yeah, they would fuck him up. But um, nah, he he was all right. He never came back into train. Um, it. What's funny is okay. So it was like he came into law. So like there's Sarah's and then there's law MMA. He came into law like uh, at like like eight p.m. and uh, me and my my friend Pumi. Pumi's actually our first sponsored Ford Stringers athlete. He just won in Bellator. Shout out to Pumi. He just fucking dominated this guy for nice. three rounds. Yeah, like great job, Pumi. Like he's a he's a South African MMA fighter. Got a lot of love for him. But um, so Pumi's like one of those guys. Like if you ask him, like, hey, like I want to get some extra work, and do you think you can hold pads for me? He's the first fucking guy to help you. Out. That's rare. Yeah, and like I told him that like. I'm like, dude, like, you're the glue to this team because there's nobody who puts more of themselves. Like, you put others before yourself, and, like, I think people should appreciate you mm -hmm. more for that. It's rare. Like mm -hmm. you said, it's rare, dude. Like, I, you know, I, I fucking hate holding pads. Yeah. Like, that shit hurts your joints. Like, you got somebody kicked the shit out of out of the pads, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, you came um, in a punching bag. You yeah. Oh, this bag. fucking sucks. He doesn't give a fuck. He loves that shit. He loves to help people. He loves to help your technique. So, after jiu-jitsu, yeah. like, I'll help him with jiu-jitsu all fucking day, but holding pads, I fucking suck. But after jiu-jitsu, I told him, I'm like, hey, man, I, I want to go hit pads at law. you down? And he's like, yeah, like, let's go. And then I got there first, and I'm like, Pumi fucking step on it you have to get here and he's like what what's going on i'm like dude i can't even explain it to you <laughs> if i fucking tried and he told me as soon as i said that he fucking stepped on it and like went um he like he, he stepped on it and he arrived he was like i can't believe it like i i can't fucking believe what i'm seeing right now we're all right. taking videos and it was crazy That's man what experience only in long island man yeah for real but uh yeah i mean that was great that was a great one. What what the fuck were we talking about before? This is a Germinator. Uh, oh yeah, what was like one of the worst experiences you've had traveling? Uh, you know what? I, I haven't really had a bad experience per se. Like except for like layovers and like your Ooh. baggage is delayed. But nah, I mean like everything's been pretty smooth. No no real issue. You know one thing that I, I will I'll open up and, and I'll share this. When I first started traveling and I would go to like Arizona in Texas, I'd drive it. Oh, yeah, I can't drive, like, I can't drive long distance. Well, because I thought it was going to be cheaper. Wrong, totally wrong. Flying would have been cheaper. But, uh, I would sleep in the car. So, to save money. That like, sucks. Yeah, you think so, but, like, there was something... I, I could have figured out a way to either stay with somebody, stay in a hostel, you know, if I couldn't afford a, a hotel. But it was almost like a self-imposed kind of, like, obstacle. To where I'm like, alright, you're sleeping in a car. You know, you you have all this all, all these things that you that you're gonna sell. You, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. what are you gonna do to get to the next level? Mm -hmm. So like, it was kind of like starving myself because I could have taken an easy way out and stayed at a hotel and been comfortable. But I literally went out of my way to make myself uncomfortable to make myself appreciate and work hard. And it's not to say like, oh, shoot yourself in the foot and make it hard. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like sometimes taking away those little things that 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 we just. Not not take for granted, but they're they're extra. Just just keep get rid of them. Get, get rid of them, and 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 literally carve your own path. Suck the suck, and uh, you know, like like I was we were talking about before. You know, entrepreneurs are made in the trenches, so I created my own trenches. And uh, dude, yeah. that 
that forces you to grow. It does. Really does. That forces you to grow. I think the same thing, like that lesson could be applied to anything. Cause like, I think the same thing with my jujitsu, like what's my next level. I have to be uncomfortable again. Like I have to start like mm -hmm. stand up is very uncomfortable sometimes, but like it's necessary. It's so fucking, it's super necessary. Mm -hmm. So like, Again, like, and, and like, I'll also put myself, like, my life in positions where I want to be uncomfortable so that I can, like, evolve again. Like, I hate being comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and as, like, somebody, like, I'm pretty well off. Like, like, now I'm well off. Like, growing up was tough, but, like, now I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I'm, I'm in a place where my life could be comfortable if I allowed it to be. Yeah. But every day I'm waking, like, even... Today, like, I worked, like, 10 hours last night. I got home at, like, 6.40 a.m., got to sleep by 7, woke up at 10, trained, like, trained some more, you know, lifted with my boy, and then I went to the open mat, I trained some more, and then, like, now I'm shooting a podcast with you. Like, I could have easily stopped and taken a nap. I could have easily, like taken, I don't know, yeah, like, I, I could have easily skipped training and just napped or, like, slept, caught up on sleep, like, but you have to decide at a certain point, like, what's more important, like, is it, so, is sleep, is, is sleep gonna make me that much better, or, or should I go out there and, like, grind and, like, try to, like, improve myself, it's, like, in these moments where shit kind of sucks, that's usually where you make your most progress. Yeah, struggle equals, struggle equals growth, conformity equals death. You know, um, yeah, I'll never, f I, I want to, I want to struggle. I yeah. want to struggle. Like you see these rich kids who like, I've seen the, I've, I've seen rich kids. Like I, I went to high school in like a pretty good area. And like, you see those kids who like, they're listless. Mm -hmm. They don't have any goals. They don't, they don't want to, they, they, they don't have to have any goals. They're born into money. And it's like, those kinds of people have to create their own problems or like their own obstacles or else you're just not going to build any character. Well, it's, you look at the best fighters and the best fighters are always the hungry fighters. Yeah. And once you lose that hunger, once you reach the top, it's hard to it's like McGregor. keep being hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once proper 12 came along. Once those 300 million after that Mayweather fight, it's like, <laughs> it's like what's the fight? point? Why am I keep fighting? I have a kid. I have a, a wife that loves me and like. I have all this money. Why? All the cocaine in the world. That all I the do. cocaine. <laughs> I, I have all the dollies to throw out buses. What right. else do I need in my life? And like, he, and I think now he's getting that struggle back because he fell from grace. He fell from grace. And now he feels like, like what's really important. Like what got him there in the first place? It was maybe it was that feeling. Maybe like, yo, I want to be the fucking best. Yeah. Hold what on. are you talking I, about? I got to fucking oh, switch have... this. Hold okay. on. <laughs> All right, all right. Mom was at. We got we got fucking twenty more minutes, but um, yeah. Like, I mean, so I think I I don't know how his next fight is gonna go. I think he's got to fight like Cowboy Cerrone, but like he has all the tools in the world to be like comfortable. He has to make himself uncomfortable and start fucking like really like grinding again. Like, That's what his coach said, um, Kavanaugh. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know when he's going to go back to fighting because I don't see that hunger anymore. Oh, that hurts. Especially somebody as close as your coach saying that in, on an interview. Yeah. I, but 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's... No, that's like... Dude, like, I, I think, honestly, I think that's a little bragging. Regardless, he's hungry now and he wants to make a comeback. Yeah, does, does he, though? I think he just wants... He wants to be the the hero again. It's not about the money. It's about the prestige. It's about the, the status. Yeah. It's just that's it. He wants to go the back... glory and shit. He wants the glory. But, dude, like, there's not, like... There's nothing like competing. Well, for me personally, I people are all built so differently. Like I get something out of um, being an entrepreneur. I get something out of like seeing my brand like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Like it's like really rewarding. Like in a different kind of way. Everything's right. rewarding in a different kind of way. But there's nothing like that. Like 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 I get short of breath when I think of like my competitions that are coming up. Mm. Like I get, I get nervous. I get nervous in a different type of way. I'm super present in the moment. I'm not thinking about the future really. Like the future is the competition. Mm. I get pre, I get really present. I start thinking about what I can do now to be better for for then. And it's like nothing really gets me like that because it's like a fear. Mm. And it's like it's so many emotions. It's like, and I'm so happy that I have that in me that I like that because some people are fucking scared. Some people don't like that. Some people can't handle that. And like, maybe Connor has that in him where he loves that shit. Like, mm-hmm. nothing makes you feel so alive. Like, I've been through, like, I, I, you know, I never got diagnosed for depression or anything like that. But like, I've been through like what I would say, like, I've had my dark times and shit like that. And there, like, there's nothing like competing for me. There's nothing like really feeling like, I'm going to put it all out there, like, all, oh, like, all, oh, like, I'm, I'm going to put my best foot forward and, and, and compete, like, I, I, it brings out the best in me. It does, and, and I thank my opponents afterwards, like, like, just my last Rise match, like, I had a great match, it was, it was, it, was, it ended up being a draw, but, like, I, I think I put, like, at that moment, like, my best foot forward, I got, I got a lot of entries, I got a lot of bites on his heel and everything, I, I wasn't able to finish, but, like, I definitely put this guy in a lot of danger, but I know I can do better. And it fucks with me that I didn't do better. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, imagine I just broke after that. Like, even if I lost, like, I didn't win. It kind of feels like a loss because I didn't finish him. But, like, I'm so thankful that it didn't break me. And I'm thankful that it happened. And I'm thankful that I'm feeling all of this, like, oh, this hunger to keep competing and this hunger to, like, be the best and, like, Go to ACC and all that. That's true, man. Because a, lo- a lot of people can't handle loss. A lot of people, loss is is devastating. It's in a yeah. world, and, you know, f- for whatever reason that might be, you know, personal experiences when they were growing up, the way that they were raised, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's, it's, and how many people do you know that on the mats when they roll when they train, they're amazing. But the moment they're in competition, it's like, I know some. I know some personally who are like, it's like, dude, you're a world beater. Why are you like this? It's, I mean, and it's, and it's like, it's so much, there's so much mental to it. Oh yeah. And, and it, it, I love that. I love that there's so many, uh, different variables to like winning a competition or like, oh, I can only really attest to jujitsu because that's what I compete in, but I'm sure it, it, it's like the same in other aspects of life. Like, you know, but like, I'm up, I'm so glad that I'm up for the challenge and like, it unless you have a goal like this like 
I, I, I have some like uh, younger friends who they tell me all the time, like they look up to me, like for like what I do in jujitsu and like it, that's like gas for me. That's fuel for me to do better. And like, I want to do better for them, mm -hmm. but it's like, uh, I have to get over all my own fears and stuff like that in order to do that. And that's, that's great. I feel like it's so character building, like nothing else, but jujitsu has given me that, you know, that's why I love it so much. That's why I want to spread the art and, and do more for it. Like, yeah, if you look at some of the top athletes, they all have their own sports psychologist. Really? That helps me. Yeah, they help them. I mean, they're not doing anything groundbreaking, at least in my knowledge, but it's basically just kind of reinforcing, you know, that, that belief in yourself in those moments where people, where most people crumble, that they're they able to shine. I think another thing too is mushrooms, psilocybin. I mean, like you yeah. do it at a good enough dosage and you... Have you when was the last time you did? The last time I did mushrooms to where it wasn't just like, oh, you know. Not like a, not like a microdose. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably like <clears throat> two, two years ago. Probably two years ago. Dude, I got mushrooms right here. Bro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> it's about to take a, a turn. Um, yeah, I, I went pretty deep. I, I, uh, what did you learn from it? At the time that I had to leave my employers. That I had to leave certain relationships that were holding me back. Oh, so this was just in the thick of like you doing leg locker. Right. Um, I think it was Cameron Haynes who posted this this one post and, and as stupid as it sounds, it was talking in reference to, to things in life that if they're not wings, they're weights. So in life, if oh. things don't lift you up, they're just going to hold you down. So find if out. If they're not wings, they're weights. Yeah. So you got to find out what, what are weights in your life that are pulling you down and just get rid of them. And it might be family members, it might be friends, it might be video, whatever it might be, get rid of it. But for me, Netflix on my phone. I spent a lot of time watching stupid shit on my phone, Netflix, deleted that. And immediately I had more time to focus on it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just little things. You have like a, like a fucking chart, uh, weights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it helps sometimes to visually see what are things in life that are holding you back and get rid of them. And it's tough, especially when it's people and people close to you like for example I don't want to get too personal but relationship I, I was going through a relationship and it, the moment my relationship ended my business skyrocketed wait so you're single now yeah I've been single, I've been single since I basically went full time with my block but when was the last time you came out here oh dude uh, no, November of last year maybe oh so you were single then I thought you had a girlfriend I did then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like on and off, and it was I was in San Diego, she was in Jersey. So oh, that was the same one. Yeah, same one. Oh, dude, you know what? Like you're getting probably personal. Oh, right. dude, like so, like you're on the casting couch. Yeah, you're on the casting couch. We're about to make out. No, but like, uh, <laughs> man, you're right. Like, I, I had like my ex, like. It came to a certain point, like I, I would never say anything bad about her, like you know, like it was like I know you. yeah, like like I, I know I know what you mean, like mm -hmm. wing, wings or weights, like but there came a certain point where I was like, what do I want to do with my life? And like I just didn't feel like she believed in me. Or like she didn't support me, she didn't see where it could go, or like yeah. just the vision of just like she didn't share your vision. And and like Maybe, and like, maybe it was my fault that maybe I just couldn't see her point of view on it, but like, it just felt like she was pressuring me into like getting like a full-time job and like, and like, 
take a safe you know yeah and and like i can understand why she wanted to like move out and move in together and stuff like that but i like in the position that i was it's like i would have to give up training full time i would have to like you would have to live somebody else's life i would yeah it's not what i i wanted to do and i just did and like we just had different a different point of view and like i could say that once like it's it's still like what what like it was like earlier this year so like it and like the the first quarter of this year like that i had to break it off but like mm-hmm. i could say that my jujitsu skyrocketed mm-hmm. my ju- like just my my technique my focus like and even my like i f- it's a different kind of happy mm-hmm. like sh- sure like I'll still miss her and everything, like, still think about her, like, I don't have any, like, I don't hate her, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't hate her either, like, you're, you, you know, like, they'll always be a part of your life, but you have to, like, like, do for you, you know? One thing that I could tell to someone, you know, that, that wants to get into whatever business it might be, uh-huh. um, if you're not in a relationship, don't get in a relationship. Um, I know that often we get lonely and we want to experience certain mm-hmm. things and we want companionship and we want, it's just kind of selfish, you know, like we, we want that, that person where like, oh, I can, at night they're there, you know, I, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm down, if I'm down, I, I can use them to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. It, it's just going to hold you back. Um, I have a good friend of mine, very talented, um, very gifted, and uh, his career stopped because he got in a relationship and got married. And I told him, I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, the moment you get, you, you start dating this person, you're going to dedicate your time to that and your life's going to go a different direction. Yeah. Sure enough. Now he's putting his, his career on pause and now he's going to do something else. See, but like, is that your dream? So like, if that's his dream, if that's what he wants, if that's really what truly makes him happy and doesn't want him to, yeah, but like if it does, if it makes it so that he can wake up every day, like if, if it doesn't hurt that he's not, pursuing his career like if this is your dream then yeah do it sex has a very weird way of warping your reality and bomb sex is even worse because when you're like in a very sexual relationship with someone or you know it's just infatuation it's like it's like your brains it's like drugs like oh no i want to do this yeah the chemistry is like everything else doesn't matter and then like once once it goes away it's like the high words on me, like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, all the time. It's like post-nut clarity. Put it in, <laughs> um, with my relationship. In one year of traveling back and forth to, to spend time with them, I spent $13,000 between flights, uh, uh, car rentals, food. That's not even hotels. time either. Like, the amount of time oh, that yeah. you fucking... Hours talking at night. Oh, $13,000. dude. And I'm like... Holy shit. When I started Leg Locker, I started Leg Locker with 10 grand. That's all, like, all my savings. That's all I had. 10 grand. And that was pretty much gone within the first couple months. So, I'm like, shit, if I, if I just would have, one, saved even before that and been smart, maybe lessons that sometimes you, you have, to, have to go through and, you, and, and it's like, alright, it, this lesson cost me $13,000. Great. Don't do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's important that it's a lesson and not just a mistake. No, no, no. It's a, because I mean, it's, it has to be a lesson or else it's not worth it. Like, yeah, you, if it's a mistake, you're probably going to do it again. Yeah, exactly. And uh, But, like, that's a fucking... I don't know, like, that's the type of mistake I think I would make again. Like, it's just so easy to fall so into that easy. trap. It's, so, it's easy. so easy to feel lonely. 
it's so easy because because you yo everyone feels that like dude there is some times where you're just like lonely you're sad you're fucking listening to bryson tiller you're like oh my god dude like where's my ex what's she doing or some shit like oh, that like dude, that's dangerous yeah. exactly yeah. like like it's hard to like fight that you but like I, I just go go to the bathroom jack off <laughs> Get out of your system. Forget about it. <laughs> Dude, that's it's like it's like our own bodies are fighting against it's, us. It's just that primal part of your yeah. body that it's like, and, and you have to look at the bigger picture. Like, what's your dream? What is what's what do you want your life to look like? Like, are you gonna regret doing? The, like, what is your dream? Like, if I ask you, okay, what's your dream? It's it's always changing, but yeah, but but definitely it's it's multiple things. Like like right now, yeah. What's your dream? Right right now. What my dream is? It's a good question. It's still, it's still somewhat undefined. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely jujitsu, leg locker, um, the traveling. Like that's what I want my my life to be. If I don't ever have a house, like a permanent residence, uh, and I dedicate my the rest of my life to just traveling the world, meeting people, staying here, staying there, maybe live a couple months here, a couple months there. That's great. You know, that's I I rather do that than I'm like I got a job. Got a mortgage, got married, I'm stuck here, and I have kids, and I'm stuck. So many of my friends. I'm so scared, like to do that. Like I, I, I just have like these like thought night, like these daydream nightmares that I'm just gonna wake up one day, hate where I am, like. Yeah. But I'm, I'm already like so invested. I have like two kids. Uh, I have like a wife and a, and and a house, and a, I can't, I can't do. We what get I'm caught up in, aching in, the, to in do. the reality that's. Like, if you're successful, this is success. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to break out of that. It's, it's, it's hard. I I mean, yeah, it is. It, it is hard. It, it it should be hard, though. Anything worth doing. Yeah, well, if, man, if, if anybody could just be an entrepreneur. Oh, so many people claim to be an entrepreneur. But, like, if, if you don't <laughs> at moments hate your life, <laughs> in reality, you're not an entrepreneur. You're probably because, not doing it. Not because like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be broke. A lot of times, you're going to be tired, you're going to be overworking, you're going to be spent, and, and that's the reality of it. Yo, it's all good, don't worry, what's up? Yeah, 100%. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, my, my, my biggest thing is to establish my brand to the level that you see, like, Nike and Reebok and all that, but within Jiu-Jitsu. And if it never goes, you know, beyond the, 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 the niche market of this Jiu-Jitsu, that, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind. Like, I, I don't need to see my my clothing at department stores because there's so many other things that I want to do. Not only with my brand, but with my own personal life, um, where it's not just revolving around apparel or or events. There's there's much more that I want to do. Giving back is, is one thing, and, and that's that's always just like, man, like what what can I do? Like teaming up with like you know Autism Speaks or some uh, uh, charity or, or some type of give back. I think at the end of like that's when I really feel the best. Yeah, it's great seeing zeros in your bank account. Yeah, it's great having money in your pocket and, and being having the freedom to do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like, hey, man, like if I can help people out, uh, that's that's success for me. Yeah, I mean, the, it, that's like one of the most rewarding things you could do, I feel like. Like, beyond money, I feel like some of the best feelings you get are when you help people and give back, like... Like, my thing is, like, I love helping people understand jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, I love helping, like, the white belts, like, are, like, 
even higher level dudes like understand techniques like when somebody asks me for something I feel so useful mm-hmm. like and like you don't I don't get that anywhere else I don't really get somebody coming up to me and like being like yo I need your help with this like can you explain this to me like they hold you in such high regard such mm-hmm. high esteem like or like and like I love that about jujitsu it gives me like it gives you I wouldn't say like it gives you like esteem and it's mm-hmm. esteem you have to work for it's merit you have to work for and it's merit you can't fake you can't fake this merit you can't like uh not in jiu-jitsu you not in jiu-jitsu yeah. in in a bunch of other things you could fake your merit but in jiu-jitsu like i've said this so many times it's a merit-based sport sure where it's is. like if i tell you i'm a fucking purple belt i'm a purple belt because i can prove i'm a purple belt i'm not a purple belt because i'm funny Mm-hmm. I'm not a purple belt because you body. Uh, yeah, I'm not a purple belt because I came to class 300 times. No, I'm a purple belt because I'll show you why I'm a fucking purple belt. Yeah, I can show you the X-rays of my neck why I'm a purple belt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, we blood, sweat, and tears, man. Like yeah. we put we we put in for this, like, and and it it like it's so easy to translate into other aspects of your life, like into your business, like. It's really refreshing to see, like, that you would put yourself through those obstacles. Like, you're trying to... And that's just, like, hard training. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, the parallels are ridiculous. Like, right. you can draw parallels all fucking day, but, like, you know, you, you put yourself through those shit situations, and you come out a better person, a better businessman. If you know the way broadly, you'll see it in all things. Were you the one who fucking said that to me? I don't know. Or I think I've heard that a long time ago yeah if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast you probably heard it yeah by Reigns yes yes yeah yeah I have him as my wallpaper for the longest time yeah yeah it's a very good quote yeah if you can master one aspect in your life whatever that might be jujitsu sport whatever and it allows you to have a better perspective of your life you can draw parallels all day long between the connections in your life and it allows you to have a better perspective of of the world around you makes you more wise and that's a, I think that's a huge problem because a lot of people now, and this is totally getting off topic, you know, like, uh, especially in politics, so many people are like, oh, freedom this, freedom that, what's freedom, what's freedom? It's like, it's not about freedom, it's, it's about being wise. Because freedom, it's like, it's like, it's pleasure. It's just all it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, pleasure doesn't always lead you down the right path. Mm, I see what you're saying. But yeah. if you're wise, it's like, all right, now I know what path, what direction you take. And I think more than... And then finding life and like, oh, life's all about pleasure and enjoying your life. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent, but more than anything, it's like, how can I develop myself as an individual to not only make myself better, but those around me better? You need the wisdom to do that, but I think you need to get your wisdom through to have, like, to get that wise, you need to have the freedom to make those mistakes. So, like, you, yeah, like, it's so easy to fall into that trap. So, thank God for martial arts jujitsu mm-hmm. or like sh- like structure mm-hmm. because if i know like me personally like if i didn't have this kind of structure in my life if i didn't have structure in my life i would just be doing drugs all the time like or like just wasting my life not living my full potential right right like i need this structure in my life i train like three times a day because i need to like if i don't do this what am i going to be doing like Mm-hmm. So many opportunities in my life have opened up just because I've decided to dedicate myself fully to something and no bullshit, like just really dedicate myself to something. So many like doors open. I, I, I network with so many. I met you like mm-hmm. I've met so many people that 
have added value to my life and I've been able to give that, reciprocate that value. And some people could say like, well, yeah, that's great, but, but how much money have you made? You know, the days like, how, like, fuck, dude. How, yes, yeah, but how, how do you measure success? It's like... Yeah, how do you measure success? Exactly, yeah. right? So... What it, success to you? What success is? Is it how many zeros you have in your bank account? Great. Yeah, I mean, that's it's good. It's stability. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do I... What, what do I have to show for it? And friendships, and, you know, memories and networking and everything, it's, it makes it all worthwhile. All those hours invested, all those nights you didn't go out, all those yeah. friendships you've lost, relationships lost, everything that you sacrificed. Um, a friend of mine was telling me this. You know, he's like, regardless if, if, you, if you fail at leg lock, what you've accomplished and what you've done is is pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And and you know what? If if you one one thing that he also told me, and I'm like, man, that, that really stuck to me. It's like, because I told him, I'm like, man, like I'm getting to the point sometimes where I just want to stop. And he's mm-hmm. like, the some of the billionaires out there that that really do well in life, when they lose everything, they, they make it back because they know that they can make it back. So now what I'm focusing on is like, hey, you know what? If this doesn't work. Or if it falls apart, I know I can get it back. You can always get it back. You can always get it back. You have the mind for it. You saw the... Oh, dude. Just parallels on parallels, dude. Like, it's like... Oh, my God. Like, even like... Okay, I've passed this guy's guard once. I know I can pass this guy's fucking guard again. Yeah. It wasn't a fluke. Like, you've gotten to this point once. Right. I know you could do this again. You have the mind for it. You have the drive for it. Like, it's... it's just it's basically now it's who you are mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you can do that and i mean it's important i think for everybody to see that like they there's something it's like uh ooh, this guy like it, th- this happens all the time where like somebody will break like a world record and then once people see that he broke the world record it's easier for other people to do it oh, because yeah. it's possible right, yeah right, yeah right. so like and and that's why i was telling you before like it's so important to have mentors and it's so important for me, I feel like to be able to see you and meet you and talk to you. And, and I feel like that's what I'm doing with this podcast too, is like, it's so important for people to be able to see you and see that you're a real person and that they too can do. It. I hate doing that though. I hate putting my, my face on the brain because I've never wanted it to be about me. Yeah. But I think it's important to have like a human side to it because you're, a guy at the end of the day you're a person at the end yeah. of the day you know like it's inspiring to see that like somebody so cool so down to earth it's not like you've come for money it's not like you're like some fabled like you weren't born like a Gary V mm-hmm. you're Hector C <laughs> but like dude like you know it's it's refreshing to see that you're like this cool guy who like Thanks, you're man. on the journey right now and I'm so I'm happy. I'm I feel like I'm a part of it now too. Like I get to, like, I, in my own way, I get to give back not only to you but to like everybody. And you've already added so much value to my life by just helping me and like being there and and seeing and showing me that there's a way to do it. Man, I wouldn't be here without people like you. I wouldn't be here without the community because at the end of the day, it's like <sighs> me neither, dude. No, none just, of us. No, none of us. Jiu-jitsu's, I can't take full credit. Jiu-jitsu is like so communal, but it's also so selfish and individual. Like there's so many aspects to it because like it could be like whether like you need to like change gyms because you're not getting the right 
like training at your gym, so you need to be selfish and move gyms. But like, you can't train jujitsu alone. So mm -hmm. like, it's also a, a team like communal thing. Oh my god, I'm running out of space again. Give me a sec. Everything's deleted. Take two. No, I'm kidding. Yo. Uh, all right. So, uh, what were we up to? Um, I forgot. Well, this is this is. I had to delete. Listen, guys. I had to fucking delete everything on my phone. I have no more cool techniques on my phone. All my pirated instructionals. I'm kidding. I don't have. I don't do that. I'm a good guy. Everything's deleted. Um. Oh, we were talking about the community. Like, mm. thank you, thank you. Like, jujitsu is selfish in that you have to take it upon yourself to like do your training and like hey, you, you you compete on your own, but also the community. You can't do jujitsu without. You know, and if I could go back to a twenty-year-old me, uh huh, I would tell him be very selfish with what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being selfish, especially when you're trying to achieve something. How old are you now? 29. 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. But I'm also a stubborn fuck. Like, I know that if I went back in time and told myself, hey, don't do this, I would have done it anyway. Yeah. Because that's I, who I am. This is, this is, who you are now is an amount of all the mistakes. Oh, correct. Exactly. So it's impossible. But nonetheless, like, if anybody's listening to this and you want to start something, be, you have to be selfish because you can't develop your life while trying to live a life with someone else it's better get to a point where you're established and you have a good footing under you and then start thinking about okay you have now. to like know yourself yeah but it's that's always changing it's like yeah you, you have yeah. to be self-sufficient to where if this person leaves it doesn't affect your life at all but then like how it's hard to do that because in a relationship you kind of want to give yourself you want to be vulnerable enough to where they affect you and they like, you right, know, but, like, but get to a point where you can do that, where you can, you, you have the luxury, kind of like when you go out, like, okay, now I have money to treat myself to this. Now I have had a position where I can start to explore a relationship. Mm -hmm. Not always. I mean, some people get lucky and they find that wonderful person that supports them. That can support them. And yeah. that's what it is. Like, that's what I, like, me as somebody in a relationship, I feel like that's what I am because I understand that's what I want from, right. like, I would always, like. I feel like I, I always took it upon myself to take it a step further to support whatever dreams they had. But imagine if your partner's dreams are involve you, <laughs> but they're not your dreams. Yeah. Like they're like, yo, I want you to be this for me, and mm -hmm. that's my dream. And you're like, I can't be that for you. I have to be this for me. Like so, like it's hard. It's hard, dude. That's that's where finding the right one comes it, it, in and I, everything like that. Yeah, definitely, and a lot of it is maturity too, realizing that you can't change someone else. You shouldn't try to control people. More often than not, when you try to control people, you end up getting the opposite result that you wanted. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, like me personally, I'm in, in a position where, yeah, I could be in a relationship if I wanted to, but I know myself and I know what it takes to be in a relationship. Yeah. And it would 100% take away from what I'm trying to accomplish. I think that has to do a lot also with like Spanish culture. Because like just the way I was raised, I know that I want to be someone's everything mm -hmm. like that. Like where I'm like a really affectionate and everything like that. It would definitely take away from my art, right? from my jujitsu, from my goals. Because like you just want to be there for that you're, person. You're an obsessive person. Yes. It, yes. In a, in a, uh, yes. That's in, a great in, way to put it. Yes. Not, not obsessive, yeah. like compulsive, but obsessive to where. Yo, obsessive in a bad way too, bro. Like, but you're, yeah. Becomes, yeah. yeah. A, 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 what, is it, what is that old saying? It's a, a boat. 
floats on water but also sinks in it. So mm -hmm. like if you're not smart about it, you could end up just freaking shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, I'm the same way. So like I know myself too. So I'm like, ah, nope. And whenever like I start like realizing like, oh, should I gravitate towards that? Oh, pull it back. And like you said, like right, this is my baby right here. Yeah, I'm married to my brand, and, dude. And yeah, and then eventually, you know, what happens? It'll happens work itself out. Like but like, also like that daydream where you're just like the forty year old guy in the club, or like the forty year old fucking lonely fuck. Or you're the forty year old dude that grinded in your twenties and thirties, and now you got mad money, and you just like. Yeah, but money. No, no. Like, like again, it's like, what's your definition of success? Like, right. I. Like success, and that goes like hand in hand with happiness. If I'm gonna be a successful person, that involves me being happy. Like I have to be happy. I have to be fucking fire at jujitsu. Right. And I have to be self sufficient, mm -hmm. and I have to be self sufficient to the point where I can support the ones that I love too. That is. So like, I think when you get depressed and when you get like sad and shit like that, it's because you don't have your 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 definition of success is like fuddled where like you don't know what your goals are you don't know how you want to be who you want to become and mm -hmm. stuff like that so like yeah like I needed to figure all that out first before I could truly be happy when I get depressed I throw on more work I bear on more load I yeah. bear on more responsibility because then it gives me direction it gives me purpose and all of a sudden you get lit up again. Whenever I get down, it's when I kind of lose my way. Um, and it's normal. Everybody goes through, especially as a dude. You know, when your testosterone drops too, you have a natural bout of depression. It's mm -hmm. like a natural cycle that we go through, regardless of where you are in life. But, you know, like if it's work-related, then, then, then find something where, you know, you can do and feel good about it, whether it's training, whether it's... For me, for me, I feel the best when I'm creating new designs. You know, like when you're... Yeah. You know, new ideas, like, oh, this, I want this design, I want that. And you're going back and forth with the artist. Like that, that, that creativity is what drives me and Jordan Peterson has a really good thing on, on the creative people on like the pros and cons of being extremely creative um, something to look into uh, but nonetheless like I, I feel at my best when I'm creative yeah I think so too like yeah. it and you can put all that in your art too like, mm -hmm. where like yeah you get it all out yeah and art is so subjective it can be so many different things it can be it could be literally art where you're drawing. It could be literally, or it could be your jujitsu, whatever the fuck. It all ties back. Well, this is a jujitsu podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, this this is jujitsu. It's it's the filter, that the lens that allows me to see the world and have a better understanding of not only my place in it but around it as well. Jujitsu is it's my anchor. Jujitsu is it's that that path and. Uh, my only regret is I wish I would have done it sooner. Amen. And I wish I wrestled when I was younger too. No, that's, that's, I don't know where that fucking singlet. Fuck that shit. I yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I would have had to wear. If singlet. you would have had rash guards and shorts, I would have. They it. they're doing that now. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're doing that now. They get rid of that stuff, man. It's whack. You ever see people trying to like compete with singlets on in jujitsu? Yeah. Like, what are you, you know, doing? You know, pots. Yeah. yeah pots yeah, yeah. did that in Kasai. Yeah, he just did that to troll. He <laughs> just troll. I don't know, man. I think he, he just loves Hey man, if, if that's your thing, singlets and fanny packs, dude. That guy fucks. Like, yeah, fanny packs is dope. I'm not hating fanny packs. The singlets though, it's like, would you would you wear a rash guard out in public? Yes. Would you wear a singlet out in public? No. There you go. Uh, I mean, maybe you do. 
Fucking parade procedure. Dude, I got the bulge for it. I'm fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You should, you should, well, I'll make one and it'll come with a bulge included. That way you don't have Just to Just put the Leg Locker <laughs> brand right there. I'll be like, eyes up here, honey. Oh, man. Gray sweatpants season is over. Yeah, it's singlet season. Oh, jeez. That's terrible. Well, so like, uh, I guess we're going to wrap this up soon. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any. Uh, you know what? I have like a question personally, like, so, you know, like, I was going to put air quotes like entrepreneur, but at the end of the day, we are like entrepreneurs. Like, what do you do when you're so inundated with so much work? Like, how do you get yourself to get shit done? Because, like, sometimes it just feels so fucking overwhelmed. Take it out. Take it out. Just distract yourself. Just, just, it's like, you ever get into a, a, a debate in, in, a, in a fight with your girlfriend? And the more you try to make it work in that moment, the worse it gets. So you have to like leave the room. You have to separate yourself. Oh, I'm the master at that. Okay. I'm the master. Like in that sense. Yeah. Like, I'm the master of just like, I don't want to deal with this. Th- there's yeah. nothing wrong with just saying, you like, know what? You, you stop and you calm down. Right. And you come back with it. Oh, that's yeah. great. And sometimes it's just put it down. Go do something. Go to the movies. Go to the beach. Go do whatever. Even... Find another way to be productive yeah. that doesn't stress you out like or, that. Or, like, you know, or like, like just turn on the TV and watch a movie, smoke a joint. Like, there's nothing wrong sometimes with just doing, doing nothing. Just, I, yeah, yeah, there's not like, like you were saying, like do some shrooms before. Like, yeah, that's yeah. good to like change the filter in your brain to right. like see things differently yeah. and approach things in a different way. I like to think of mushrooms as like a deep tissue massage for your psyche Ugh, because like sometimes it brings some shit out it hurts bro yeah, like you have somebody's fucking elbow and some sore spots it's like that for your for your brain your perspective and your ego sometimes you gotta check it oh yeah but just dude, man if you're trying to trip balls this weekend just <laughs> going, man. i only got a couple days dude i don't yeah, know if, if i have time yeah, to like afford it eight hours like you're just like i, I can't what afford I this done? So what do you have uh, coming up? Like, what are you doing this weekend? What do you? What's your goals here for being in NYC? Why did you come out here? Work. So I'm here to work. Uh, you know, it's great that we get to hang out. It's, it's cool when I get to mix work with doing extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find that balance. But uh, I have another open mat tomorrow, recording a DVD. Not a DVD, but a, an instructional. Then I go back home. Um, and then trying to do one more event in uh, Portland. To kind of Portland. Oh, with Nate? Uh, no, Nate Nate moved. He's in uh, Seattle now. Oh, shit. Got married. Left. Um, Phil, Phil Schwartz, he... he oh, he's got to listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, he uh, do a lot with him. We're, we're talking to... He's going to be like my first hub, one of the hubs of uh, Leg Locker. Because eventually what I want to do is take guys, for example, let's throw a name out there. Craig Jones, say, hey, we're going to find a tour. And I have like certain schools that I have friendships and connections with, and we're gonna basically kind of like a band. We're, just, we're gonna go all the way through, uh, maybe like uh, do it in two weeks, one week on, one week off, and um, and and then yeah, and then take a break, bring another person on. So it'll it'll be like a traveling show, uh, especially to like a lot of schools that maybe don't get those people to come that often. It's the, that's what it like is. Jiu Jitsu Globetrotters. Eh, Harlem Globetrotters. Jesus. Yeah, it's 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 still a work in, in in progress. You know, like like the open mats. That was an accident. It was actually Quinn that came, that that came up with the term. Dude, that guy has great ideas. He does, yeah. and I'll, I give credit where credit is due. 
Um, but but I, I just I like innovating. I like coming up with new ideas, and some of them are great, some of them don't. But nonetheless, like, I'm just gonna just keep going. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see you working hard. Like, thank God you found that life, like work and life balance. Like, this is my work now. Like, this is what I do. Like, I I love having these conversations. I get so much value out of them. I get I get uh, I'm I'm learning so much through this. Like, and I get to also strengthen the bond that we have like we're friends like mm-hmm. this is awesome like it's to talk to my boy i have like a cool conversation with you for like two fucking hours and i'm actually learning some shit i'm so glad people but anybody who takes the time out to learn this yeah. i mean to, to watch this they're really gonna learn something they're not, it's not just like yeah. bullshit we're we're half bullshitting half like yeah. there's a balance to it you know like I, hopefully they get out what i got out of this yeah i mean i mean if anything i would love to, for maybe someone that is either thinking about jujitsu, just got into jujitsu, and see stuff like this because that's the t- type of stuff that motivated me to keep going. So it is one thing though. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we gotta go. But I would love for there to be team jujitsu. I want an NFL version of jujitsu. I think that's the future. I think. Well, we have the teams already, but right, like, what do you mean? What I mean is an established league of uh-huh. people, teams. Jiu-jitsu whether it's the league, yeah. yeah. Whether you know, it's like. You know, whatever. So Scramble has a team. I have a team. Uh, Phalanx has a team. And then we all... There's, I remember you talked about this yeah, last yeah, yeah. time. Or, or, or there's like Team Hensel Gracie, ten, Team 10th Planet. And then, because like, you look at the NFL, they have like 32 teams. You know, like, there's room. But I feel like super fights and, and all this, it's... It, there's a glass ceiling. There's a glass ceiling. And, and jujitsu's never going to get to the next level unless we come together, get rid of the politics, get rid of the bullshit, get rid of the ego, get rid of that old dinosaur way of doing jujitsu, and move forward into something that is going to now be, that's going to allow more people to do it. Eventually it's going to get into high schools, it'll trickle down to middle school, elementary, and then now jujitsu, American jujitsu will be maybe never on par as like NBA or, or the NFL, but it'll be something that will allow people to have a life within jiu-jitsu because in jiu-jitsu if you're not teaching and doing seminars how are you going to make money? You, you can't. It's almost impossible. Yeah, so so start creating avenues yeah, it's our brand yeah. create avenues to where people can make money and that's what I'm yeah. trying to do with the blocker as well that's why I'm doing travel shows whatever and then hopefully that will later turn into a team and that team will compete against other teams and then we have a, a federation and then we're you know Well, and, and it all comes back to advancing the art because like right now I feel like there's such a disparity in technique and like Gordon's doing a great job of elevating our sport as a whole by putting out these fucking great instructionals yeah. to so that middle America and Bumblefuck have a place. Like us advancing the art is only gonna make all of us better. Like a rising tide raises all ships. Like, it's crazy. Gordon is such a young guy, super talented, very smart. Uh, I know that sometimes you know people kind of hate on him for the way that he conducts himself, but I think he, like online, yeah. But he, he does that for a reason. But um, in in person, no, I know, I know, I've, I've met him in person. Dude, he's like a model per like that's uh, like, and he knows like it's fucking blows my mind. So my boy just like joined jujitsu, like he like white belt like uh, probably like uh, four months ago, three months ago, um, and like. He came at such a great time because ADCC just happened and he's like, he's all in on Gordon Ryan and shit. Yeah. And like, it's going to take people like Gordon Ryan to say, hey, we should do this. And then most more people sort of gravitate to that. He has a lot of power. So like, it's just crazy to see like Gordon, like he came to Rise, him and Gary. And they're like, oh, hey, Fabian. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my, fuck. And like, my friend's like, hey, fucking fuck you. Like, no 
familiar. And I'm yeah. like, dude, they're people. Like at the end of the day, they're, they're just people and they work so fucking hard. And like they're real, like it's real. Like that's our Michael Jordan. I love man. hanging out with white bus when they geek out over that. Yeah. And they see that because it reminds you like, oh, dude, yes, it's me, like yeah. it's me right there. And I'm still geeking. I still geek out oh, sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, I'm sure like, uh, you know, I, I, I meet, I met that Amanda's bros and I was geeking the fuck out. Fuck yeah. And like, I hope that never goes away. I hope I'll always. You never know, man. One day people are going to be geeking out about you. But Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully, dude. Like, I hope I, I can keep grinding. And and it's... People respect the grind. Yeah. And, and I, I fucking... I'm grinding, bro. You're grinding. We're all grinding. And, and jiu-jitsu is like a grindy sport. Yeah. It's a marathon. Marathon continues. R.I.P. Nipsey. But, like... We'll, we'll be grinding. Hopefully, we'll never lose this grind. And hopefully, we can inspire others to grind. And I said grind too many times, but... Amen to that. Yeah, and that's it, bro. So, Fort Stringers, any parting words you want to say? Leg locker? Nah. No? I'm all, all right. good. I'm, so, all, I'm tapped out. Yeah, check out uh, his uh, the instructional he's going to have coming out soon. Also, I did an instructional with GoCore. That's coming up, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did one in Vegas. That's fucking sick. Um, and, yeah, I'll probably... Uh, there's no edits. We're n- I'm never editing again. Like this is it. I'm just gonna put it the fuck out. Um, oh, I see that part where we're like making out. You're not everything out. is going on. <laughs> the make out instructional DVD that we shot is fucking here. Oh, I'm man. wearing this wrestling shirt. I don't wrestle. I'm gonna leave that in. All right, guys. Four stringers. Check out this fucking. This is how I record shit. All right, four stringers out.